0: Hello and welcome to the Decibel Boost Podcast, the official music podcast of the website Super Resolution, where it's our annual, year-end, album-list, best-of, favorite, top, spectacular thing, trademarked. We're still hammering out the kinks in the official brand name. I am your host, Robert, and oh boy, look at those fucking Tesla stock prices fall. Holy shit. And with me, I have...
1: Uh, we're just gonna limp our way through the rest of the year, aren't we?
0: Eh. And!
1: Have we said
2: that last year? And the year before that? 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 Okay, go cool. there's, yeah.
0: there's some kind of reference there. I'm not sure what, but I'm pretty sure there is. But, I mean, to be fair, at least in previous years, the platform that we've been promoting this podcast on was uh, actually stable and not run by a man-child who folds like a wet napkin. <laughs> Seriously, like, I, I, I don't normally do—I I could give, couldn't give any less shits about, like, stocks if I try, but goddamn, like, the last I saw of those stock prices, right, you could buy two Switch games for the price of a Tesla stock. You could buy, like, yeah. both of the new Pokemon games. And from, from what I've heard, they're basically about as functional as Twitter right now.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: Actually, that might be an insult to the Pokemon games. Because at least those could still bring some, some kind of enjoyment.
1: Imagine having a stock at costs around $400 of share at the start of the year to where it is now. Eww. That's that's not just a free fall. That's an implosion.
0: Like this is like yeah. half joking at least, but like my mental health, even at its worst throughout the year, has never tanked that bad.
2: God damn. So, in case the business people is like, no,
0: <laughs> splat. It's like some wily e. coyote shit right there. But, yeah, here we are, as we promised, uh, hopefully I have this all, you know, edited and out by Christmas Day, post-Christmas the latest. Oh god, that sounds like a whole-ass fucking genre. Post-Christmas. Post-Christmas! <laughs> Why not? There's fucking post-everything these days. Post-rock, post-hardcore, post Malone, post-everything. post cereal. while we're at it. So... Yeah, I'm not really going to bother with a huge, you know, whole recap thing of, oh, the year as a whole was like this. Because, you know, we're probably just in the mood to just, like, get our list out and then, I don't know, do other things. So, might as well get right to the point And, you know, like always, we're going to have Alex open things up here. So, you, sir, have the floor.
1: And I shall, with my own uh recap of this year that... Was definitely, most certainly, one of the years of all time. I will I will give it that much. You can talk about your hills and valleys. You can talk about your highs and lows, your ebbs and flows, and whatever cliches you want. <sighs> Last few months have not been very good to me. I've noticed a lot of things going on in our internet-centric world so to speak it's left me feeling a bit i don't know disillusioned because the more i look around the more i see people defining themselves not by what they like but by what intellectual properties they like or what people they like or what ideologies they like Maybe I was just raised differently, maybe I I just don't really get this whole terminally online mindset, but it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting, especially when we're coupled up with an entertainment industry that has so ever slightly veered from, look at all this cool stuff you have access to, to now being, you must consume all of this. In, in 24 hours, if you want to be caught up on the next big thing, and you have to do it th- at least three times over to make sure the people writing it and creating it will get to make more. Otherwise, we're going to cut them off. Television, video games, movies, music, it all felt that way to me. Take a look at that Taylor Swift album, Midnight. It sold... something million copies in like three days with like 15 different variants which meant that people were just buying multiple copies of it which oh billboard your metrics are totally fucked beyond recognition so coupled with all that this continued terminally online mindset that many people have an entertainment industry that does not know what the fuck it's doing because we have reached a point where there is too much for people to, you know, internalize at any given moment. How do you feel when everything about that is just crumbling on your head along with all of the rest of the bullshit in the world? You get burned out. That's been me for the last two months. It's not fun. It's really not fun. It sucks. When you have no interest in in anything. I it's gotten so bad I'm barely able to get out of bed in the morning. Just barely. Because I know I have to go to work and do my job and earn my paycheck. That's all I've been doing the last two months. I that that's how my mindset has been, as we near the end of this year. Ugh. <sighs> So with that, I am sad to admit I kind of fell off on all of this, all of the uh, trying to get you know as much music as I can in me to talk about. There might be some changes going forward. I don't know, but as it stands, my brain is not in the right mindset to do an arbitrary ranking of numbers of what I consider to be. The best or my favorites or things i enjoyed the most so you know what i'm gonna keep it real short and sweet here's a list of 10 albums i liked from the year no ranking no order just this is what you get that's as much as i can offer right now i just want this year to end so that we can you know start fresh and i know people are going to be saying well yeah, you're talking about arbitrary numbers. Aren't months just arbitrary numbers as well? Sure. We're in month 12 right now and this is the end. Doesn't you know in a matter of a week and change, it's going to be month number 1. That's a new starting line. That that's a new checkpoint. Start there and make your way to the end. I fell off kind of hard the last couple months. I'm gonna try my damnness to not make to not let that happen again. <sighs> so here is my uh, list of albums that I enjoyed in no particular order because my brain just couldn't muster all any of that up right now. With an honorable honorable mention, I guess because hey, I, have, I have eleven albums on here. This came out a little late, so I didn't have enough time to really get into it. But, um, Jaredine's The Gray, fantastic album, fusing metalcore, deathcore, theatrical, whatever the hell, core. Production is tight. Jared's vocals are leagues improved from where they were just, you know, a couple years ago. The guitar work is nice and crunchy. The drum work is fantastic, including some, uh, Great drum features from Alex Rudiger. This was a good album. It's great to have Jared Dines back. Uh, back in the folds. You know, back with all of us.
0: Huh. Didn't even know he actually had anything out this year.
1: Yeah, he did. Well, that reminds me.
0: Be doing... What the heck was going... Did he already drop that uh, Howard Jones collab album thing he was doing? What's going on with that?
1: That, that was like a year ago.
0: Fucking serious... God damn.
1: They're going to... Plan album number two in sometime soon.
0: I gotta actually pay attention to that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Uh by one nitpick is that sixteen tracks is a bit much to trim the fat there, but you know, I'm not the one editing a forty five minute uh shred collab video now, am I?
0: Oh yeah.
1: That's still. That's happening. gonna be fun. Yeah. Alright, now to the list proper of the albums that I talked about previously. And I'm talking about it again because they were good. Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Ooh! I've been big on Denzel Curry for the last uh, couple albums. This was fantastic. Not quite as, I-, I guess you could say, you know, intense or in that mood as uh, Zoo was. It's a bit more contemporary in a few aspects. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. There are some banger, banger, banger tracks on here. Also, uh, yeah, all those, all that uh, collab features on Eight and Away. Say magnifique. That's Richie. Also C'est magnifique. Yeah, tracks like uh, the last and John Wayne, as uh, the Japanese would say, C'est magnifique. <laughs> Never mind. We're due for more JPEG Mafia sometime soon, aren't we?
2: I hope so, please.
1: Yeah. Oh that would be nice. That would be nice. Alright, and then there is uh some of the some of the more you know metal albums here. Machine head of Kingdom and Crown. Without a doubt the best machine head album in a very long time. Leagues above you know the mess that was Catharsis and here you know much more straightforward akin to earlier material like, you know, the blackening, even if the uh, story concept is a little uh, incomplete, not fully apt to fruition. But still, this was a fantastic album from start to finish. It has the heavy chunk that I love in, you know, peak era Machine Head. You know, maybe we'll get a proper Attack on Titan-inspired uh, storyline album sometime soon, you know, should that series ever f- frickin' end.
0: Attack on Titan Final Season Part
1: 10-2. The MAPPA employees have not
0: seen their family in decades. I they have
2: Attack on the final season. No, for real. We mean it, 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 it this time. This part of part. Let's go home.
0: I swear to God, if that rumor of yeah. them getting One Punch Man Season 3 is actually true...
2: I really hope not. Uh, like they got, y'all okay. have enough money, like, but there's too much anyway, nachos.
1: Anyway, it's, anyway, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, there is more metal to be had with Soilworks album from this year. Over Kevin Heaton. melodic death metal is my jam. This has all the stuff I love in you know quality, you know melodic metal. It is such a damn shame. David Anderson died, like, one month after the album came out.
0: Rest in peace.
1: Yes, th- this was, you know, as cliche as it sounds to say, this was a a, a banner to go out on. Some of the best guitar work I've heard in a, in a while from, you know, just anyone. I love that good melody stuff. All right. Well, I'm not just all about, you know, the metal. I like other stuff because as you see, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I am not one of these you know, terminal, the online people. I have multiple interests like Rina Sawayama. Her album Hold the Girl came out this year. It was very, very good. I enjoy the more contemporary pop stuff every now and then. This one has it was a lot more of those expected idiosyncrasies you'd expect from you know a talent like Rina Sawayama. I would like to hear more Stuart Price production as well, though. Just, you know, maybe do another album sometime in the future. It will be nice.
0: We'll see what happens after yeah. the next John Wick movie.
1: Yes, we shall. Yes, we shall. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, this was an exquisite uh, pop album here. I guess this next one I have on my list could also be considered pop, even though it's also full of you know R&B stuff. The weekend, Dawn FM.
2: <laughs>
1: so this album came out like quite literally the week I got several wisdom teeth pulled. That was not a fun experience. Oh, uh, yeah, and one of the memories that I can still you know, remember you know, outside outside of you know waking up in a haze and watching The Sopranos after I came out of my. Uh, drugged-up stupor was uh, going to Sam's Club, getting some food, and putting this album on. This was a great album. I, I'm not going to say it's on 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 the level of After Hours. I still think After Hours is the best album from The weekend. pound for pound. But this is still a very strong, I guess you could say, continuation of that style with a lot of a lot of great production from Swedish House Mafia, Max Martin, one of the Tricks Point Never, even Calvin Harris. The singles are, you know, fantastic. What what kind of sets this below after hours for me is a lot of the, the deeper tracks. Those just don't hit as hard as some of the tracks on after hours, but you know, give this a few more listens to me and maybe I'll change my mind. You never know. It always takes a little bit of time for me to really get into, you know, all this stuff. (sighs) And back into the realm of contemporary music I go to, although this is not contemporary pop, it's more contemporary progressive metal-ish. It's this new Devin Townsend album, Lightwork. I enjoy his more contemporary pop styles more than the super aggressive metal styles. I can listen to albums like Addicted or Epic Cloud or Sky Blue, whenever. I gotta be in a certain kind of mood to hear, you know, deconstruction or anything from Strapping Young Lad. Yeah, uh, Lightwork is just, you know, more of that fantastic contemporary pop-styled work from Devin Townsend that, uh, many enjoy I do there's actually a choice lyric I've heard in one of these tracks let me just see if I can pull it up because it speaks to me a little bit more than I think it should but uh, yeah let me just yeah it's from the track Heartbreaker someday I'll be on my own devoid of opinions and you can tell me nothing someday I'll be on my own in front of the ocean, and you can all fuck off.
0: Heh. <laughs> nice.
1: That lyric speaks to me way more than it should, but, you know, it's just one of those things. This was a good album. Very good. Same with, uh, this Bad Mode album from Hikaru Utada. Yes, I like Evangelion. Thank you for noticing. One last kiss is on this album. Base my fears is also on this album. Which, uh, yes, I also enjoy Kingdom Hearts every now and then. Yeah, we all like we all like Utada around here. They're very good people. Woo. Such a fancy, hey. such a fantastic uh, album here. It was a bit more. I, I can't say Western, but I'll just say international influence. You know. Folks like Sam Shepard and H.E. Cook from Britain on board as producers kind of helped. It gave it a little bit more of a quote-unquote Western contemporary pop feel across the album. And yeah, I enjoyed this album. It was very good. I like that dance pop stuff. In terms of big albums, a few were as big as Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers from Kendrick Lamar.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I am clever. I will say, yes, this is a very intensely heavy album in a lot of aspects. It takes a little bit of time to really get into a mood for some of this track. Some of the some of these tracks, like We Cry Together in Anti Diaries many good tracks like N95 Father Time Savior that's when mm-hmm. all the good stuff really hits in though I think we all could have done with like infinitely less Kodak Black but that's a discussion for another time yeah. we'll just leave it at that
0: what can you do what yeah.
1: can you do yeah um no idea where Kendrick and goes after this. I guess we'll find out in due time, but uh, yeah. Uh, this was still good. A little heavy, a little too heavy, but still a very good album. Speaking of good albums, this leads me to an album that I thought I would never see. Close Your Continuation from Porcupine Tree. Oh, yeah. I also came out and this one also needs a little bit more time for me to really get into. It took me a long while to really get into some of the deeper album cuts, like The Incident and Signify. This is going to be in that same reign. Not quite on, on the level of you know immediate, yes, this is a favorite, like Fear of a Blank Planet or Dead Wing, or even The Sky Moves Sideways for me. This is very straightforward and concise, and it's still Porcupine 380 at the end of the day. I can't be mad about that. There are a lot of great tracks on here. You know, Rasper and Harridan are, you know, very straightforward progressive rock jams. Uh, Chimera's Wreck is the most jammy of them all. It's almost 10 minutes with a lot of. I'm going to be generous and say Alex Lifeson influenced guitar work. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It probably wasn't, but you never know. Again, no idea what they're gonna do after this. This might be the end. This might not. We don't know. They're touring. I wish they came over here, but whatever.
0: Yeah. I guess yeah. we can only really take our bets on whether the next thing we get is more porcupine tree or another Steven Wilson solo album.
1: I mean he is doing another solo album. He's he's got another track with uh Ninette Tayeb coming up. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And that leads me to my last album. Cult Leader Tactics by Paul Draper, which, if I were doing a list, might actually be my favorite album of 2022. An album that barely anyone noticed, barely anyone talked about, but I noticed. Hmm. This just has a feel to it. It has a feel of where we are at this current point in time in our very, very stupid world, coming out of all the bullshit from the last two years and trying to make our way past it, which has proven to be a little more difficult than we all thought. Thank you, everyone. Uh... (laughs) But But it's all compiled into a very elegant... I don't know what to describe it. It's, it's like a blend of early 90s synthwave with straightforward progressive rock. And I actually noticed this album in the lead-up to a release because there's a track with Stephen Wilson on it called Omega Man. That led me to the album. It's a very strong album. As I mentioned, it's an album that barely anybody noticed and talked about, except you know me and a few other you know deep prog snobs out there. But it's an album that I've gone back to several times throughout the year, and yeah, it's just a very strong album. It has the strong feel of what I'd like to look for in you know music like this, more offshoot off way out of left field kind of you know progressive music. I'm into that kind of stuff, as you all haven't noticed. It's just, it's just, it's just what I've been trying to tell all of you for the last, you know, five or six years, or whatever. I like weird music. This is in there. It's a very, it's a very good album. Probably my favorite of of uh, of the year. And with that, uh, that that's that's about as much as my brain can handle right now because. Um, it's just been one of it's just been it's been down bad lately. I'm yeah. I'm I'm trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Just give me a little bit of time.
0: You will have plenty of time as you can now yeah. relax for the rest of this, unless you have any additional commentaries. I,
1: I do not.
0: I will say though, an album pulling ahead of Porcupine Tree—that's surprising. But um. Yeah, anyway, uh, now we move on to the middle part of this podcast, which is, of course, the year-end list from The Mind of the Hybrid 1, which, as always, if you follow his blog, you'll know that he does a written version of the list, usually at some point before when we go to record these. I probably need to read what it looks like in written form. Usually, I just wait to hear it here, because I enjoy the surprises. Also, I'm curious ah. about a few albums. Well... We'll probably see how my predictions, you know, pan out when we get to there. So, Mark, you have the
2: floor. Okay, Well, I made mean, this list, I'm gonna say this: this was hard to make. Like there, there, there are some times where I'm like this should be number twelve, and no, that should be number six. No, that should be number twenty-two. No, that's should... I'm keep switching back and forth. There is a lot of things you have to switch over here, and then there's some, he's my five. Oh, I should put this should be on the mentions list. Yeah, there's what I almost have to that I kinda have to cut because some um, sometimes I like but they're not on this list. Then i not on the honor list. Which which I will get to the mentions list. And like usual, I will be quick with the honor list. I keep saying that word. Okay. Um Okay, I, I'll be quick with some with some small tangents. Um First off, DJ Mugs and Jay Worthy. what they hidden fo. The one interesting about that way, I'll be. But a butter tape is The Trek The Wine Connoisseur, which I find out where it where sample's from. The sample's from an old 80s anime ending from a show called Armored Trooper for Tombs? Oh, Votoms, that show. Oh, oh Votoms, okay, Votoms, yeah. Like, I'm,
0: try- I- I I'm like- trying to remember, is that the show where the Blu-ray looks like a uh, roughed up, scuffed up VHS tape?
1: Or am I thinking of something else? That's something else.
2: Ah, okay, mind. All On okay. of oh shit, that was the most simple, I mean, simple anime ending song to the to, to one of the one of the songs here. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, is awesome. i like, I'm like okay, i like, okay, okay, like it this, but that smooth sax thing. But yeah, but yeah it, okay, anyway, going further in the arms and this. Here's uh, Kersey and the Alchemist, There you go. A continuance. Lewis Cole, quality over opinion. Fire tools. I would not use the body's eyes today. This might be. This makes some people upset because it's not on my list proper, but I added anyway. G.I.D. The Forever Story. Huh. Because I know a lot of people would have that I'm on that list because I know know that because people like them. Which I like it too, but I mean, I like it, but I didn't look like everybody else. Same as this next one, and you kind of suspect I would add this mama on this list. That'd be. Conway the machine gotta make mistakes. I thought that would have been but on
0: the can. main list
2: proper, but you know, Honorable uh, mention's is not bad. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, not bad. Alright. Next up. Earl sweatshirt, sick. Health, disco. I mean, disco, damn it, disco 4, part two. <laughs> Alright. And, some, and, 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 and here's, what you think, here's what you think. Of course you're gonna add this one. <laughs> Duke Deuce Kunkstar. Yes, I like this album. I have fun with this. I have fun with this. I like listening to this. <laughs> anyway. Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring. Caitlin Aurelia Smith, Let's Turn It Into Sound. Charlie XEX, Crash.
0: Oh, God, right. That did happen this year.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elite Rabbit Hole, which, uh, which I'll get to in WoW. And. I'm gonna say this, your old Drew the Yod saga. I'm sorry. And I call Oh oh, do you, do you mean like
0: every Yod album?
2: Yes. <laughs> like he has yes, as a Yachty Dangerfield, Yod Stewart, Yacht Wave, the Yod Father.
0: You know, yes, I mean, he has an co- <laughs> you, you say the Yod Saga. I feel like at some point he's gonna do like a greatest hits compilation called Yod Wars. <laughs> Yod of War's Oh No, no, wait. He does a mixtape called Yod of
2: War. Oh, God. <laughs> We're feeding my knees now. You, you do fucking bet Yod of War. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And now we get to the list proper. All right? And yes, these are 25... 25 placements because... Why not? Because, yeah. Number 25... Currently, on the Billboard 200 with the number one album in the country as of now, SZA with S.O.S. We've been waiting for a album ever since Control, and of course, there's been a whole lot of shit going on with either Top Dog or RCA or whatever, or whatever the fuck's going on there. It's like, she's getting kind of fed up and shit, and we have an album. We have an album. A long one. 23 tracks. Which... Honestly, I could take to it. I mean, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Like, I wait this long. Like, you know what? We could use that long. And, you know, see, that was pretty good. Like, there is, like, a range. Like, she is showing a range of dramas. Like, you know, like, she, she got some stuff. Like, she got, like, adds some guns to it or some surf rock sounds in there. Like, oh, okay. She's getting a bit experimental. You know? she, she's getting experimental, which, alright, that's kind of good. And she even she even has the surprise features for fucking Phoebe Bridges and Ghosts in the Machine, which that's a good track. She even has Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, oh, I think oh, I think that's more a sample of whatever you know, on the last track with Forgiveness, which all right, which all right. I gotta give a price to that. Like, I mean, it is like it is like some say her tracks might be told to the the, the P.O.B. of a side chick, but the difference is is more human, more it's more human, more you know, more uh, vulnerable and less. You know, less Im- less immature messy shit, or at least I mean, maybe messy but not but not but not in an immature type of way. I mean it's not a Drake album. So yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm glad we got another album the other time. Now once again, I asked this. Come on, Samfo, we need another album. You know, maybe next year. Number twenty four. Vince Staples Motor Park broke my heart. Now look at this point. I, I'm not gonna guess what he raps about because at the, at this point you kind of know what he raps about on I me mean, in, in in his albums. I mean, I should have to guess, but 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 the thing is like, he, he sound it sounds sound more you know more that West Coast vintage sound like this old. I and mean, we considering got tracks tracks like DJ Quick and Sparks Fly or Paper cuts, which, 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 which I'm cool with like, Again, I'm cool with that song. I'm cool with Vince Stills. I know Vince's somebody again, he's somebody that wants to do different shit every time he makes an album, which I can respect that. I I respect that about Vince as an artist. Like, i honestly, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he, me, yeah, he me another, you me know, uh, you know, another good album. Number 23 this is the year where I say, and this, and this is the time where I'm like, wow, I'll get into the producer that I like the, 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 the records that I like, and that one guy's name is Nicholas Craven. Hmm. And this is, this is why I wanted that. This is Nicholas Craven and Bodie James for Exchange No Robbery.
0: Alright, so it took us well, like three albums before we got a Bodie James project.
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean yes, no yes, I think, now, okay, now I know what Bodie, but I know he about, which, of course, talk about, you know, it's just a street shit, which, again, it's, all, it's, it's, it's more good shit because something Bodie James has been busy a lot. He's been busy this year as well. Considering a few days ago, he made a project with a producer called Cund. Cund, what the fuck, kind of name name's.
0: I I have I mean, no clue, but I was cackling hysterically a, when I saw that. I was like, okay, I have to tag Mark. Okay,
2: that's a very really unfortunate name, or the or, first or producer name, but but yeah, anyway, for you know, have project, this is some, this is a really this this, this, this this like this is some good old grimy, soulful, street beats that. I always, and I always go cool because I always done for that shit. And boy James, with somebody, somebody who was one of my favorite rappers. Coming me after, a weight, of weight, which, which was like, yeah, like yeah, this this, this project bangs. This project is a good fucking. This project is fucking good. So yeah, I'm good at that. And and now I'm craving, and now I'm craving some more because number twenty two is Nicholas Craven with Craven and Three. Ah. And yeah, and that's the first time. This time I, ever heard, I heard this one's projects. Even though I know he produced for stuff for, for people like Art Messiano, macami the got fame among others. But but yeah, but yeah, I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check this guy out. And it's yeah, it's it's type of track that you know they got you know a bunch of features like like Bony James, of course, Evidence, Joe Drew, Navy Blue. There's even a rapper named even a rapper named Connoisseur Tyso Tysco T- where he raps in French. Huh. And. If, and even though I have no idea what the fuck he's saying, I'm like, it kind of go hard. Like, I kind of like this shit, even though I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. But I kind of, but, but, but kind of get with it. Like, yeah, but yeah, like this has been good. Like, like, it's been good for it, it, it's good for like you know like you know like underground street hip hop that got that grimy soulful the aura in it, which I, which again, again, I absolutely fuck with. Number twenty-one, and this, and this, and this, and this will be this is one to twists your head. Um, Uchi Sakamoto or Yuji Sakamoto to the moon and back. Oh that's right, the, that did come it's out. The, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the that's the, Remod- that's the remodels album, which which you know has you know a bunch of different artists you know basically doing homages of you know of his songs. Which of course you got the one that I listened to endlessly, that being Thousand Knives for Thundercat, which. I keep I play that song every like ever since it came out. I mean like yep yep yeah. I play the song, and it's been a little has been I'm gonna say I like like the remodel of uh, May Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which ain't that the guy that wears Plankton? Okay, anyway, that's that's that, that, that one's done by uh, a group called Electric Youth. You got the in Sky, which is done by his um Reverend, uh, collaborator uh, Alva Noto. Um. Even got he got this one track called uh, DNA. This the, the remodeled by the cinematic orchestra mo- from the cinematic orchestra, which I kind of like that one. It's also World Citizen. I won't be disappointed. That's from the same. That's from the composer that did the Joker score. Because I can't say her fucking name right. because I don't want to fuck that up. Respect. Respect the them. But yeah, like even though like. I like this in the last uh, in, in the last remodels album he did which is sync which is like the ascent remodels that happened a few years back, which I wish they could have had on that list way back then, but but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I kinda dug this shit. Like I dug like like me I dug a lot of remix albums or a lot of remodels. It was like how to create something to create something new at how to do something out of an old song and then make it to something twist it to some your own but you know, make it good, which I appreciate they gave it more, which yeah, this is some more good shit. Number 20. Being the Butcher. Time Talk 4. And speaking of the opposite, what I wish I would have added back then, back in my list, should I wish I had Time Talk 3 because that's an album that people been 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 buzzing about ever since, ever, 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 been buzzing about since, know about this Know, knowing about the Griselda and yeah, also on the chain. But now you got an album that's produced. Uh, they got they, they got beats for the premiere. Derringer, be Butcher, and of course the Alchemist, and of course I'm not gonna and, and of course I'm not gonna refuse that. And you know I like I like to throw one more. This one, got some joints I kind of fuck with. Like like the thing we talked about with uh John, with um the, the single Johnny Peace K, the one with uh Benny and J Cole rapping, which 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 that which that be a good J Cole verse that which all right. It, it, it's a good Jake give a Jake damn it, J. Cole feature. That that have that And uh and Benny, and Benny and, Benny, and Benny is only on you on the street shit, which alright is all good, which I kinda fuck all these tracks like when I tried to bring in the parish with uh Bodie James, and uh, um Ten More Commandments, which or which which are really good and I'll say this, like I know I know he decided with Def Jam, like a couple of like, a couple months back, or at least earlier in the year, I wonder how that's gonna go out. I wonder how that's gonna, gonna come considering, You know, he's he, he, he he's, he's doing that shit. Number nineteen, Danger Mouse, Danger Mouse and Blackfire cheat codes. So yeah, the first time that he's done a hip hop album since you know since two thousand and five. Which oh yeah, that's right, that was when Danger Doom happened and. Well, he ain't done nothing since he didn't no hip hop since then. I know he done shit with okay, okay. You you take the weird, you know the weird, surreal, surreal and tricky, uh, come psych and soul sounds of of you know of Danger Mouse. And of course, you got the, you know, and but you know, Black Thought, who is you know, you know, basically you know one of those, you know, one of those, you know, one of those, you know, you know one of those local rappers that's you know that's good. And you know you know you got good shit going on. there. you got features for you. Because like 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 he got like like he's to ask off an album. Of course, he got features like Conway the Machine, Run the Jewels, Rainco- Rayquan, and even late the late MF Doom on the track Beliefs. Which yes, that one was bittersweet considering. Well, it's the well, it's the first time in a long while we heard something from Danger Doom, and well, I also well enjoyed I also well enjoyed you know hearing Doom on Danger Mouse production at least, it, at least at least this time because because you know we're not gonna hear it again. But, yeah. Maybe B- I say he, 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 he was some good lyrical hip-hop. There you go. Number 18. Rico Nasty Las Ruinas. Or Las, Ruina, Las, Ruina, Las, Ruina, Las Ruinas. I just say Las Ruinas. Las Ruinas. Yes. That, that's. Now, okay. okay. I mean, I've been so Rico Nasty on the album. On the album and 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 of course, and, and of course, you know how like we never talk about a single from her. Sometimes we say either you like it or I hate it, or I like it you hate it, or basically you know opposite things. But but yeah, but, but, yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, yeah, this yeah, yeah this pretty fascinating. Her hair, like basically, she got a lot of charisma and personality on these tracks. Like you got tracks like Black Punk, which I still love to this day. Got to get paid, which 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 which, which I still saw that was produced by. um of course, the hundred thousand million thousand hundred gecks. at Next, Scott Wozniak's house, <laughs> and 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 while and and while and what and and, and, and why the content is, I mean, it's pretty really the same, but it's entertaining content, and she spins <laughs> up with dodges every time, which kind of helps. Which yeah, we we, we, we yeah, I definitely pulled this album a lot. Number seventeen, and this will be one you you might expect. Or maybe I don't know. It's Cog with language arts. I would have expected top ten. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, well, getting made this list is hard. This was hard to do. Like, I mean, what else to say about Casa Rapper? Like, we all know the way his ping game is mighty. Is how he is. Everybody's stay right. like from the hood, making the best, best, best situation from you know, from drug dealing, poverty police and basically be a damn no matter what you do and how it will affect people and in the end. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, like I said, that's the here from car And of course, of course the shit is always all good. Like you got production, which is always, it's always excellent. And you got the one feature, one feature with Chuck Strangers, which all right, was kind of good feature from him. Which I kind of like that shit. But yeah, I kind of I I like the shit. But yeah, but yeah, it's great, it's a very cool feature, and and, and 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 that was great also. Just just saying. Number sixteen, your old Jew and the God Feyham. The Wolf The Wolf of Wall Street 2, The American Dream. <laughs> the <laughs> sequel that we the sequel that we all want we all want it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is there anyone there? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like Yeah, like. Yeah, I maybe, mean, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, this 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 is like a great short project from Yo Droog and the Guy Feyn, which okay, which you know I like even like I feel like this sequel more, like I do I do like, like tracks like No Days Off, which 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 I which I'm more experiencing every day this week, yeah. Which uh, ugh, boy, I mean, they got just a you few know, like pockets. I won't stop. Even got some other dudes here, like you got you got like productive Williams on here, and oh hey, niggas Craven on the production tip as, as well. R- 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 got some good balls in there, especially while D got some quibbles here and there. But yeah, out of all the projects that you, that that Yo all drew release this year. This one is really my favorite. Like, this one is, this is my top favorite. This is my, my, my top favorite. Also, hearing those days off again with the I mean, with the with, 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 with the saxophone loop and how it goes, I just like this is this this is this is, this is great. I just love hearing that track all, all, all the time. Number fifteen, Armani Caesar the Liz, two. The sequel to the first lady to Griselda, and yeah, she gets delivered. She can be she be she. she she can spit bar about being luxurious, fly, sexy, uh, and other type of shit. Like, you know, she can rap and sing, which, which, which okay, which which, which, which I approve. Which I like that, especially on the track "El Perro," which, which which, which, which I just love. Like, also, to, uh, also tracks I love. Uh, also tracks I love in there include, you know, Paula Deen, I don't know, like Hiccup," "Queen City," "Beth Mary," which okay, which case, I, I like what she brought to the table. I could have done without I call that black though. Yeah. Again, 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 wait, again. Why him? Damn it. Okay, number fourteen, the other car album, Woeful Studies. Basically, what I said, but the last basically, I think I said the last album is that it's more dark ingredients, subjects, and different choices. And of course, and uh, of course, I like in the line in "Check We're Not Innocent," where one of the bars is "We're Not Innocent we in the Dollars." Which of course cover more be the nature of being Black in America, aka yeah, aka like we're fucked and we know it, but we're used to it. Which I kind of get that. Which I think you kind of get. Which yeah, yeah, I kind of get that. Still, I mean, still, still, cockatine, to, cock, to make great, to make great hip hop albums, and him doing two this year, and you know, two this year, like so, I'm like okay. And that's like you know what you know what if, if he if he takes a break this I mean, next year I don't mean you know what that, that's cool like he did all this work he he needed, he needed, he he's making two albums like you know what take a break as as, as, as as long as you need you kept you kept us fed with, with with this shit number thirteen and I bet you're wondering I want to really put this on put this put this album here since the since it debuted last year in December seventeen. As I remember? Yes, it's Bodie James and the Alchemist Super Tecmo Mobo. Bodie James album number two. Yeah, so yeah, so as I remember, so as I remember, I said that this album came out the day I posted my written list. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, what the? Yeah, and and yes, and and yes, I know Bodie made another album this year, and Alchemist did something this year. But then again, the albums that came out, uh, that came out like. A couple days ago it was called the Alchemist Sandwich, even though that's mostly just his. This movie's just basically his two EPs with two new tracks. Which I don't think i missed them much because because they got add because they got the EPs on my on the, on the list on the list like a few years back. But anyway, okay. So you said it was called track, the
0: Alchemist Sandwich.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, the Alchemist Sandwich.
0: So I'm guessing the EPs are the bread
2: and the new songs are the meat. I mean, I, I mean, finding out the EPs that they were called bread and lunch meat. So I'm guessing is so I'm guessing this might be the cheese. It might be the cheese or something? I don't know. It might, it might I'm guessing this would be an open face sandwich. <laughs> I, I guess, but okay, but yes, okay, what, what this project? is basically like you know, more of a lean affair, a lean affair. Like, like they're from Bo Jackson. Like this, this has you no, know, you know, you know, it's basically just bolding alchemists with, with you know, with, with. Very like not that much features just just like one feature and the beats and the beats and the beats do kind of offer more than they, they hit more projects to be honest like like I wouldn't like and I and I made that high on my list last year I mean the chemistry team, bowling and Alchemist remains to be intact and as good as ever and you know what I'm kind of glad I didn't rush to put this on the list last year because you know I I, I had time with it this year. And also, and also one of the best tracks, also one of the best tracks on the I mean, on the album is "Guilt," which, which had, which has this very cinematic like the cinematic beat to it, which of course I I, I just love. Number twelve. But this one i could be surprised by anybody, or maybe not, since I mentioned it on the I mentioned on Twitter and Tumblr several times. Christine the Queens and I'm gonna say this in English. Let's see. Red Card, the Adorable Star, Red Card, the Adorable Stars, prologue, because I can't say the shit in French. I, I'm gonna fuck if I say it in French, because it's called, it's, it's called Red Card Les et, tole, et
0: Ah, the French language. Words are made up of so, 20 letters, and you only pronounce, like, four of them.
2: Yeah, so, so, yeah, so when I said there's a rabbit hole, discovering this because, Let's see, first started with listening at one twenty X track of New Shapes with um Caroline Polchak and Christine the Queens. And then that and and then four and then, and then months after that I like that Caroline Polchak song billions a lot. That might be one of the songs up this year. And now and I, 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 I get that Christine the Queens and, and his and his album which which I'm which I'm trying I'm trying to try to forget that that, that you know they you know he changed gender, so they go well. He goes by male pronouns in case, in case, in case, in case you miss that because because look in this house we respect we respect pronouns. Goddamn right, we do. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say this is this is the type of that. I want uh, that that's that that very avant garde strange uh, come I wanna say contemporary? I don't know. I mean I, or is it contemporary? Like contem- well it's 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 pop it's pop that's not it's pop that's very different from, from, from what I listen to. Like it's like some new wave shit that I kinda that I just get that I just got into like it's like a love like the dark sound of track of this track called launch oh damn it, launch Shalon uh La Shalon Death Chevalier, which oh my which okay, which okay. That's a mouthful. Well, my favorite track in there is um Le Claire Fontaine," which is basically at the clear fountain, which I just love that track so much. And even one called "My Birdman," also the one track I can actually say, I and mean, I, I they say it because it don't sound, because yeah, it's it it he speaks a lot of French in this, I mean, in, in this album. I even checked out some earlier stuff, I even checked out a bit of earlier stuff from, uh, from Christine the Queens, like the track Girlfriend, which features Dan Funk, which that was pretty good as well. But yeah, but but yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, this, this one is an artist that I, I need to get more into going, going in, since it's this is a prologue album. So if there's more coming, I'm like, yeah, I better do my homework on, on, on you as well. Just to say I'm doing one, since I'm doing homework on you and Caroline check. I'm doing a lot of homework on, basically, uh, uh, a lot of pop stars, but okay. Alright. <laughs> Number 11, Mitsuki, Laurel Hell. So, yeah, another of very, very interesting and chicken pop music. Very weird, too, which I wouldn't which like. And Mitsuki, and, me, and Mitsuki ends up impressing me, an you know, amazing person more with this with, 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 you know, basically a, a, a lot of stuff, you know, indie pop rock with a bit of 80s things going in there. Like, basically, a, a lot of stuff about, you know, basically, basically stuff like, what I'm saying is I wrote that this is more than just sad girl music it's showing us that her being human going through mistakes that you know that you always been that, that she's said kind of like especially doing stuff like you know anxiety loneliness loneliness and isolation trying to move on from shit like that like like the, which basically the, the things in this album which I very I very much do you know go go with I, I think we just try like hair what I like which of course like the only heartbreaking which I know I, I, I like it more because that that's, that, that, that's just sore it, 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 she shows every time I hear that song downtown Texas working for the knife working for the knife we love me more that's our lamp which which, which it doesn't say like, that's our lamp which I'm looking at my looking at my lamp right now yeah <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but great album. And now we get to the top ten, which, 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 which I warn you. Um, next, time interest will be mostly rap and hip hop. Number ten, I just spoiled it. Okay, it's okay, it's ten by West Side Gun. Ten.
0: Oh, oh, right, ten. Only ten. It wasn't called anything. Yeah, just ten.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, only ten. Now I know what's like, Yeah, okay. look, I know when it comes to Griselda, like I said it for four million times. Yeah, I mean, yes, I like all three members. I like all three members. Like, well, well, I like I like all three core members. I like Westside. I like Conway. I like Benny. But I tend like Westside albums more. Maybe because maybe because I like how I like how I like how it flows how it goes. But yeah, like. And, and I know with this, like, you, you, you got features like Katie's album, like features from, you know, Blackstar, Ghost of the Killer, Wacorn from The Jewels, and even more verse from Stove God Cooks, which is a, another guy I probably need to check out because I've been hearing because I, I, every time I listen to a underground hip-hop record, I always hear him, which I probably need to check out more. And there's even a 10-minute a, 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 a posse cut with, with, a lot, with a lot of motherfuckers on there, but... But, but, but what's the no- know to make what's not how to make a good album and again I said this on the part I, mean, I mean on the on, on the roundup and maybe I was going hear it or maybe I should say to him right now like I heard Boxy Town said this on their interview and I'm sure I've quote this right West Side Gun is for DJ Kelly Finks years. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he's, and guess what? He's right. He's right because Westergaard actually, actually does things. Maybe not as much, but he does more effort than you know who, but yeah. Number nine, and, n- n- number nine, and, and comes an obvious pick, Kendrick Lamar, Miss Around the Big Steppers. But I think it'd be higher or lower, but know, oh, but I I, 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 don't know. But yeah, but yet, yeah. but you know but this album, this is very, is a very heavy listen, a very, very heavy listen, considering those are all, all talks around the communities, which you know, which, you know, stuff like you know, abuse, toxic relationships, childhood trauma, general, uh, general trauma, homophobia, transphobia, and so those might be uncomfortable, but I kind of get it. I mean. I will, I, will, I will say I I will say yes or no trucks like anti diaries is hard to follow through and we crowd together. Even though we cry together, kind of like I know I mean, I know that might be that might be hard to follow, but Again, again, y'all kinda of, again uh, like again every time again, like I know during the time when there's release people used a sensor version, which again which again, I want you make a sensor version of that. Either, okay okay, anyway, why why wait, why does a bunch of no trucks that go very heavy? Well of course I saw tracks like you know, like like a nine like a nine eighty five damn it, nine don't oh, what the fuck N ninety five? N ninety five, yes, N ninety five, I'm in Grief, Father Time, which again sampled in another album soon, Purple Hearts, um, Crown um, um uh, "Mobile Silver," which the which okay, "Mobile Silver" is probably the heaviest one, his, his one too. But yeah, these are all these are all yeah, 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 these are all these all good tracks from an album. Which which we gotta hold and see what he what, what it does next since now he's now you no know, PG Lang and shit. Oh
0: yeah, that is right. a thing.
2: Whatever yeah. that
0: thing is.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's something. All right, number eight. Why well, I see a pink rabbit outside my window? it's it's Freddie Gibbs so so separately. He has to because he Pink Rap because he rap because, yes, he been doing the Pink rapid shit lately. So yeah, so so yeah, so, so, so yeah, Freddie Gibbs like 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 I would, like, again. I was curious about this album considering like this like he had a major label and you want to know how he's to do his album and it turned out. I will say this, it's pretty good. Maybe not as good as stuff like you know, like pinata, banana, or Alfredo, but he still got his, he still got his, his you know, his his his, his 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 signature flows, his bars. There's some cool things my on his carnival shit. Like, I mean, yeah, you do get a little bit of that alchemist and Matlib magic on there, at least on one track per each. But all right, we're, 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 I could deal with that. I will um, I, again, again. While I say you know, his label debut debut was was good, not as good the indie shit. But still, but still, it's very. This is to happen and it could have been a lot worse. Which, which, all right? Number seven. Push a T is almost dry.
0: Ooh, ooh, just outside of the top five. See, yeah. It, sorry if I may interject for a second. Like, as far as predicting stuff on your list, I was convinced that would be in the top five. Like, if only for the reason that. Okay, I read, like, all the other, like, music sites and their year-end of lists, and I gotta be honest, thinking about the sum totality of the year as a whole, I didn't really get the impression that any one big acclaimed album stood out above all the rest. Like, I thought the top spots would be, like, an even mix of all kinds of albums, and then I start looking at all the year-end lists and push a tease either in the top five or all the way at the top.
2: Hmm, that, okay, I okay, I did not notice that would be a game would push, like... Of course, another great push album which you got, you know, basically you know, you know, you know, you know, coke bars and rapping and the coke bar, which is all good. And even and even though and, you know part of me is kinda is you know part of me does kinda have to reiterate that, oh yeah, I forgot, what's his face dick do some had this album along with Pharrell. Yeah. Even though thankfully yeah even though yeah and He got the he, fuck out. Yeah, he got the fuck out. Like good music is good. Like, good music is dead. Like, it's no longer a thing. It, it, which, which, that makes more sense considering, yeah, yeah that's me. Right. that name, that definitely was been dead ever, even, even, even before the whole, you know, thing. Because ain't nobody else giving a fuck about but yeah, but, 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 but yeah, but yeah, thankfully, yeah, thankfully, he, 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 he got his own label with, uh, I want to say Hell Wave Music Group, which, okay, that's, okay, 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 that's, that's a weird name, but it works. But like but like but like I said, the album's great, the production's all is great, even this from that one guy. I like I like tracks like Letter Smoke Side of the Coops, Neck and Wrist, and I pray for you with malice. Yes, that malice from clips. And yes, he go to you come out on 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 this album. But yeah, but yeah. But but, 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 but yeah yeah, there's a lot of great things on this album. Minus a few things, but yeah but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, let's hope good things will push the cones in the future. Again, I mean, again, it's sugar, so he got rid of some dead weight. Okay. <laughs> Number six. That, Number six.
0: That, that, that ringtone was like timed way too perfectly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Number six. IDK Ketchinata. Simple. Yeah, um, yeah. He was like, I didn't expect him to have a project out or album or whatever the fuck he calls it out, out, out this year or this year. I didn't what I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect one of him to be produced by all oh, by Kitchenada. And of course, like any good EP or any short project, you should want more. Like it's like like you know, it was, it's it's like it's about how you know how quality beats quantity, and we got IDK doing some, he got IDK doing some singing shit on the song Breathe. And of got tracks like "Taco" and Dolph with Denzel Curry. Now, I'll say this: Whenever he does his next album, can you have K awesome tracks? Like, have him on some. If he's like, 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 have him on to the number um, 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 on the budget as well. Like, we would like that. I would like that. Pretty much. All right. Number five, "Hudson Mohawke Cross Sugar." <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck that, who the fuck that this year, this year, like, he, I, I, I'm like, oh, use my but it's from an E, it's from some OEP from last, from, from 11 years ago, like, we're having a sex playlist, which, wow, I, like, wow, like, uh, that more, that more, you know, you know like, I gotta tell
0: you, of all the very online main characters of 2022, that might have been my favorite.
2: Yeah, it's like, and here, yeah, and now, and here that sea bat, sea bat, used use on a promo for Dragon Ball for some, for some which I'm like, oh,
0: I almost completely forgot about that.
2: <laughs> I'm like, somebody reminded me, like, okay, wow, well, wow, like this, this wanted to a promote a, 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 a whole lot of things, but yeah, like you said on his Twitter, Crash is the one is, is the one that you that that you could that, that you can't have sex with or, or with or on the, you you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like again okay, okay, this album has this whole this whole cavalcade of like it sounds like a bunch of film scores with some gospel and soul samples like stuff sounds like something here uh, out of a standing true movie or something like it's just a very really fantastic album one day I probably lose the whole experience even in even though yeah even though again you're that this man this man will put the man put that song on a sex playlist like again you could think again you think that that, that you could be putting on something today, and that might be alright if it was a clown having sex. <sighs> alright. Number four. Once again, it's Alchemist O'Clock. It's Rock Marciano and the Alchemist with the Elephant Man's Bones. Hmm of course, continue the good streak of great, great the good albums produced so by the Alchemist. Remember, Mark Mar- Marciano, you know, delivers, like, that usual street-aculite vibe you get out uh, of tracks. Like, again, tracks like Daddy Kane and Rubber Hand Grip or like, the definition of, like, very, like, like, very cinematic and special sounds I hear in hip-hop, especially produced by the Alchemist. And, of course, it, it shows how much, like, how how's Marciano's rap pen has something run the ink. And, of course, and, of course, I always like, the, oh, the way, the, way, the, way, the way he delivered with his, you know, long tone delivery, which... Again, again, I like that out of rap music. Like I, like I want to hear that the long, total aggressive shit. Like that can always work for a guy like me. But yeah, 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 yeah this this next outstanding album, which yeah, number three, Denzel Curry melt my eyes, see your future. Now, yes, I'll, this, this different change for Denzel, considering like this is more you know this is you know less intense, more you know more melodic, which. Which okay, which, which 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 I kind of like that, and I I say this and right like I like the hip hop has embraced more and shit about sort you know know no mental health and vulnerability, which is feeling good about the way you treat women have suicidal thoughts, childhood abuse, and dealing with racism in America. Which again, okay, you know, I like the respond uh, I like the response more than hip hop, and especially especially Ghost of Macey and Denzel Curry, while. Uh, with Korea, what win's what why I will say what I say maybe close to, I won't say Lynn is close to mainstream. I mean, I know he's he's, he's these but I wanna say like he made he, he made the best hip hop album of the year with this. Like you got a record change production, which which, which got, 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 got a lot of filled with you know with some hip hop jazz, Bebop spot choices. He got some he got of good joints like you know, like walking John, John Wayne, Ain't no way which that probably is excellent, X Wing, which I love that video was also it's also it's also great as well. Which okay, you got some good production on the you got some good on the video for that shit. Angels, the smell of death, what kept producing, which I I, I which I, I, I just love. The point is, this occurred just made this made this. Like I'll say some like I'll say this like it's to my choice. It's might would have said which I would be like more Kendrick or Denzel, and give my like both albums. But I say. Didn't submit the better album for me this year. I mean, the album for me this year. Like, I think this one used to be more, but yeah, baby, baby, this 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 is fucking excellent. I, I I I just love it to death. Number two, and he number two, Domi and I me mean, and JD Beck, not tight. Huh? And though, and, and 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 those one are saying who? Yeah, um, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, 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 there's this there's a duo that one that plays keys, the other plays drums. And of course the reason reason why okay I said because they, they they're went to a man one man named one Brandon Peck Anderson.
0: Oh yeah, that guy.
2: Yeah, and in and, 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 and like, one on this label Ape Shit I'm, 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 I'm with the with the just label blue note and I gotta say this, I almost I was play fly. I kinda like this shit. Like 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 the way the way the way it sound it sounds like you know, slick, polished, masterful yet. Kinda whimsical. Of like even like you got tracks like Moon, we got Herbie Hancock on 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 vote on vote, on damn voc uh vote, uh Vol, uh vocoder, uh, 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 which that no, you know that like thing. And then then that 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 sound we when you make voice sounds the squeaky and shit, basically like that. Like there's a lot of trucks that I just lo- I, I I just love. Like you got trucks like Bowling and Not Tight, both with Thundercat on there, which I which 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 I'm which I'm just loving. Two Shrimps with Mac DeMarco, which is excellent. You don't have to rob me. Very good Moon. I sound I like Take a Chance, which you got a good music video on that. I really like that music video and the song as well. And of course Pilot, which Dude Dog and Busta Rhymes, which I which I, which that's probably for of that album overall, but yeah, but yeah, this album got a lot of this for me. I the, the more the more the more thing about this this duo, I just like this duo, like 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 like, like even there, like even like even like like the album cover is kind of it's, it's kind of cute. It's like let me look at an anime poster except the live action. Live <laughs> action, but, but yeah, but yeah, but, 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 but yeah, like yeah, kind of. I hope enough of those two like. I mean I was like you're making good music, you think we one of the best artists in, in 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 the game right now? I'm like I'm I'm I wish them luck. And so we have reached the number one. Oh yes. Number one album.
0: And I have zero clue what it could be. I mean we already passed by Kendrick, yeah. we passed by Pusha T. We passed by Denzel and both Ka albums. Well, so however many Boldy James, Nicholas Craven, Alchemist things were released, honestly, I've drawn a complete blank here.
2: Hmm, let's see. What could it be? What could it be? Who knows? Who knows? Hold on a let me, let me just talk this radio for a minute and... Hmm. You get it now?
0: I still don't. Sorry. My okay. I have very, My brain might be very tired. <laughs> Again, it's been a long day.
2: Okay, fuck it. But the one album is Weekend with Don FM. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, like the first yeah, like okay, like okay, like, like ever since Harry like, after hours, I, I was very interested. In, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm like I'm, I've just been like the biggest weekend fan ever since after hours, and I've and the, and when, when I heard it coming out, coming out at the start at at the start of the year. But the about point never all of like like most of it is it produced by him. I'm like I was excited. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like I want him on this And I said before, and I think I said before, the weirder more experimental the we can get, the better more interesting his work is. I fucking love this album. Like I thought, after hours was good, but this just but this just this just was amazing from front to back and very very wildly ambitious. Like. I like the fact that o, that OPM produced Moses album because, because it shows how it shows how how fascinating it can be. Like you have do you have tricks like gasoline where he we do this weird vocal delivery where he like like sounds like like some E cheese like AC Let's Father Yeah, mom's not um let's follow your mom with i you know the line. You know the line. And of course you got that dance pop bop asking if how'd I make you love me, which Again, I just love that shit. Uh, I, love, I, love of the, I love some of the 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 electro funk vibe sacrifices. The city pop style of, out, out of time, which I wish should have been a hit in here. And of, course, out of, and, and, and of course, that's a zero, which I wish that would have been a hit here. I love this album, but I hate how this, is, this 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 didn't get the love I was getting, which I know. I get it. I get it. This is. I, mean, I get it. This this this, this a singles album, but more. But this us let's this let talk singles, more talking like about him have the project. But you could have made it work that way. I mean, I would have worked that way. I kind of wish we would have faith in it. We would have ever probably have faith in it. And and yeah and yes, i would ever be I'll yes, i, would, I, would forever, I forever be be salty that this was number two. But f- but 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 fuck it. But, f- but fuck, it. I fuck it at least. He's a good push out of it. Like, there have been a lot of hours out, like, with the radio format that works things here and having Jim Carrey as an iterator, which kind of works like where where we get that. okay, he does a good impression. That it, it makes me forget that he was not the robot in it. <laughs> And it. And it. this I was not for everybody. This album, some people might find disappointing, some might find it like, yeah, something. But I'll say this like, again, while the I was got me being a fan. Donnie Finn just says, fuck it, I'm in I'm in it for the long haul now. I want, I wanna see how far he goes with the Life now. I I love here. I love how far he wants to make this sound with people like OPN, Sweet House Mafia, and Calvin Harris, who missed this list. Yeah, who missed this list overall. But yeah, I love how he'd be more creative with the works he done. I love how that wow that, the the wow like the, you know, you know what he does, but the sound just sounds so beautiful, just sound it just sounds it, it, it just got to me. It's just like, I just love hearing this every, I, I, I love hearing the songs of, I, like, I, I love, like, I love, like, I love hearing songs like, like, um like, out of time, sacrifices, how I make you Lo- like, basically those songs every day. Like, I just like say like, I just love hearing them songs every day. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, I appreciate the creative, I, I appreciate the creativeness of it. I appreciate everything about this album. I just love hearing this. And, yeah, I, so, yeah, I'm going to say it. My favorite album of 2022? Donnie Femme by the Weekend.
0: Here. here. Now, before moving on, I, something just clicked for me. I noticed that, like, every year or so, like, I think the three of us usually have, like, two or three albums that somehow overlap across all our lists. And from what I've been listening to, what both of you have said so far... It sounds like the shared albums, at least between the two of you, were The Weeknd, Denzel Curry, and Kendrick Lamar. Is this foreshadowing? We shall see. But uh, anyway, yeah, here we are. uh, My own particular list, a top 25. I don't have some super long preamble for most of these. I might have one for one album down the road. But, of course, I'm going to get things started with uh, the honorable mentions to get those out of the way, so... Honorable Mentions, Astronoid, Radiant Bloom, Greg Pucchiato, Mirror Cell, Meshiga Immutable, Imperial Triumphant, Spirit of Ecstasy, Porcupine Tree, Closure Continuation, Rico Nasty, Las Ruinas, Health, Disco 4 Part 2, uh, Backwash, his happiness shall come first, even though we are suffering. Uh, Callous Dow Boys, celebrity therapist. Uh, this one from this mathcore band called Black Matter Device with autonomous weapons. Elder, innate passage. The Wonder Years, the hum goes on forever. This is actually a pair of a uh, shorter albums that came out um, from this drum and bass producer named Tokyo Pill. One called Dopamine Online, and the other titled Serial Experiments Pain. (laughs) And last but certainly not least, and this would actually be the number 26, but I have enough self-control to keep my weeb instincts from completely taking over, Kensuke Ushio with his soundtrack for Chainsaw Man. I knew it. (laughs) You are not shocked in the slightest. And actually, now that I think about it, I think the third of those EPs should be coming out this week. Ah, man. It's got to be a great couple, you know, a great week or so. God, the finale's next week. I can't wait. It's been so good. But anyway, that out of the way. Now let's get to the list proper. Number 25. Pusha T. It's Almost Dry. Like I said, it's pretty interesting that I... Of all albums, this is the one that wound up peaking at the highest on most major year-end lists. And while it might seem like spiteful, you know, heresy that I'm only putting in at number 25, again, my list, I can do what I want, don't take it as a knock against the record. It's pretty much everything great about the music of Pusha T, as always is on full display here, from his bars and flow and delivery to some really solid beats that back it all up. And, of course, thank God he finally managed to ditch the bullshit of good music. Good year for him, I would think. (laughs) Good year. Yeah, hopefully I can keep some of this uh, short and sweet. Uh, Number 24, Wormrot, Hiss. Speaking of short and sweet, uh, the newest studio album from Singaporean grindcore act, Wormrot, uh, their first after six years, and this being the final record with their original vocalist, Arif, uh, A-R-I-F, Uh, before he departed the band for, you know, various reasons. It was a mutually agreed-upon split, so no animosity there. Pretty much everything you want out of, like, some solid grindcore with lots of blistering tempos, huge saturated production, mixing in some tinges of black metal and hardcore to amp up the intensity. It's just pure fire all the way to in a damn fine time if that's your thing. Certainly is mine. Number 23, Polyphia. Remember that you will die. The hotshot guitar wizards in Polyphia following up the success of uh, New Levels, New Devils. uh, With an album here that continues to build on a lot of what made that album shine. You know, preserving the trap-rap-influenced proggy math rock guitars and drum rhythms. And taking in some new directions, sprinkling in, you know, influences of stuff like Spanish Flamenco on the song Playing God. Or J-Pop on the track ABC with Sophia Black. Anyway, having some, you know, more interesting harder bits in there, like uh the song Bloodbath, which features Sheena Morena from Deftones. It kinda has like some of that Deftones edge to it. Definitely an album that, you know, makes great use of a lot of its features overall, and yeah, good stuff. Number twenty two Carpenter Brute, Leather Terror. The latest album from the Synthwave Maestro and the second of his leather-related projects brings a lot of that cinematic 80s energy that you would expect from his music with tons of thick, saturated bass synths, lots of loud, banging, electronic percussions, with the songwriting here definitely leaning even further into glam and hard rock, especially with the ways the synths are kind of programmed and, you know, written to sound like an imitation of guitar riffs, like you would hear on tracks like The Widowmaker with Gunship or... Imaginary Fire featuring Greg Pucchiato, And hell, the album even kind of ends on like this black metal tinged synth jam with uh, the title track featuring Johannes Anderson. Just lots of very, very solid riff writing overall. Some great synth work and just a good time overall. I cannot wait for whatever the third of this leather thing is. Number 21. This one's actually a pair of EPs. One came out in the near the beginning of the year, and the other came out in October. Burial, Anti-Dawn, and Streetlands. Oh, that's funny. They made
2: two EPs this year.
0: Yeah, split pretty far apart, but, you know, I like them both enough that I'm grouping them together into one thing, even though, honestly, they're long enough that they could be albums in their own right, because uh, you know how Burial likes to write his music these days? Lots of very um, e- yeah, yeah, reverb-heavy electronic soundscapes. Very little in terms of formal structuring, just kind of droning on for however long the track goes, while peppering in a lot of, you know, the burial-isms you would expect, like uh, distorted vocal samples, the sort of crackling buzz or hiss of a final record, the sounds of nature, everything from grass blowing in the wind to the chirping of bugs in the woods with the occasional serene synth melody. It's all very strange and unconventional, but it kind of envelops you and creates a nice satisfying vibe that you can just throw on and be like, yeah. Number 20, Dream Widow, self-titled. The past decade hasn't really been overly kind to the guys in Foo Fighters. I mean, their commercial success is still pretty strong overall, but there's just been a lot of, you know, ups and downs here and there. Like, Their critical acclaim has been dwindling over the years. Of course, this year, there was the very tragic passing of drummer Taylor Hawkins. With all that going on, you know, I almost kind of forgot that there was, like, a movie this year that had, like, you know, a tie-in soundtrack thing, and it's really weird to think that a one-off, like, in-character metal album recorded for a low-budget horror comedy winds up being the single best thing that these guys have recorded since Wasting Light in 2011. But, yeah, the Dream Widow album absolutely fucking slaps. It's not the most innovative thing in the worlds of rock and metal, but what it is is pretty much everything we love about the classics of, you know, heavy metal, like the Sabbath style or thrash or everything like that, done extremely well with a lot of satisfyingly heavy, catchy jams, performed with a lot of enthusiasm. It almost makes me want to watch the movie, even though I heard it was just kind of whatever. Number 19 Ken Mode. Null. Ah, uh, yeah, fill my ears with that good old Canadian noise. Overdriven, twangy chord progressions, creating an overwhelming sense of disorientation, definitely aided by Jesse Matthewson's very gnarly shouted vocals, tons of thick bass and uh, drums that alternate between rapid punk energy and steady grooves, and on this album, you even get some saxophones thrown into the mix. The saxophones make everything better. All of this swirling into a uh, cacophonous statement of frustration at just how fucked everything in the world is from the horrors of, you know, societal injustice to the irritations of doom scrolling to, of course, capitalistic disregard for the well being of our fellow man. As the kids would say, that is a mood. Number 18 Russian circles, Gnosis. Their 2019 album, Blood Year, kind of took out a lot of the uh, production flourishes and extra effects from, you know, their usual style to make something that felt more raw in nature, and while Blood Year was a solid album, uh, it's really nice to see some of that extra production oomph come back into the fold on this one. I think their sound works best when they have, like, that fizz, so to speak, sounding like at their absolute fullest, with seven tracks that are... Thick with heavy guitar atmospheres, melodies, and chord progressions. Lots of uh, massive sounding jams on here overall. It's seven tracks and pretty much not a single skip in them. It's just all fantastic, you know, sludgy post-metal. Number 17. A Wilhelm Scream. Lose Your Delusion. Still weird that the only reason I know about this band is from someone who writes for Anime News Network of all places, but... And I've picked up recommendations from Stranger Places. But, yeah, having gotten into this band now, I'm kicking myself for having not ever jammed them before this year. Uh, this being their first album in nine years. Lose Your Delusion represents, you know, everything about, like, some of the... How do I put this? It's everything I like about really great punk music from, like, the more modern era. Like, the p- past the 2000s onward. A really strong slab of, you know, melodic hardcore delivering song upon song of super energetic drums, intense guitars whose, you know, riffs often kind of border on thrashy in a sense, and varying, you know, righteous, passionate vocals with a great balance of melody and grit, swirling together into a blistering rally cry against just the utterly corrupt state of the world today from, you know, conspiracy-obsessed individuals to political corruption, stupid Nazi bullshit... And, of course, tackling personal depression here and there, too. Definitely uh, worth a listen if you really want, you know, just to sort of let out, like, some passionate frustration at the world. Yeah, shit kind of sucks. Number 16. Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers.
2: Oh, okay, 16. All right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's been, you know, a good amount of time since Damn, so we were more than a bit due for new material from Kendrick, and of course, as always with his albums, he certainly gives you, like, a lot to chew on and think about. Arguably more so than any previous record, this one is a very, like, dense lyrical examination of himself and the complicated relationships he has, whether it's with, you know, interpersonal relationships, uh, his, you know, trying to be a good father, familial trauma his relationship to his own fame and, you know, the public and everything. All that kind of stuff just pure on display here, trying to, with, you know, trying to grapple with it all as best as he can, and it makes for some really, you know, solid, compelling hip-hop in the way that all of Kendrick's albums always are. I'm still not sure where I place this in the grand scope of his discography, but again, as always, it's certainly an album that gives you a lot to think about. Number 15. Billy Woods and Preservation Aethiopes. Praise be to the New York Hip Hop Underground. Billy Woods, of course, being pretty damn busy these past few years between stuff like you know, solo albums, Armand Hammer, various other collabs and guest spots, etc. Shit, he dropped two albums this year. But of course I'm gonna go with the uh, the one I jammed more, uh, that being his uh collaboration with producer Preservation uh delivering you know a lot of his signature flow and unique bars touching on like the black diaspora the history of black people in new york city and various other historical illusions over top some really solid interesting beats that mix in a lot of stuff like keyboards and organs african Mira instrumentation just kind of middle eastern north african influence in general including a lot of you know activist speech samples and stuff uh to create a mix of like these soulful lush beats and more clattering noisy abstract loops If I had to pick out, you know, uh, one track on here as my favorite, of course, I'm going to go with Heavy Water, which is the one that features uh, Breeze Berwin and LP, being of New York hip-hop icons. Number 14, Author and Punisher, Kruller. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on this podcast that has a certain affinity for uh, industrial music, at least more so than anyone else here. And Author and Punisher has been one of my recent favorites in that genre. Well, okay, recent with respect to when I got into them. They they've been making music since like 2005 but I didn't start paying attention until 2018, because they were popping up on some adult swim compilations around the time. And uh this album comes, you know, two years after uh Rona interrupted their uh live touring plans, which um if you need a reminder, Author and Punisher was supposed to be opening for the entirety of Tools 2020 tour. Yes, that tool. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, first off, good on Tool for, you know, giving a platform to an artist that's pretty, like, underground and, you know, certainly compared to them at the very least. But, yeah, this album is pretty much everything I love about really good industrial. Like, it's very... The songs are very slow and ominous, uh, allowing for its various mechanical soundscapes to sort of blend together into this ominous and, at times... Melancholic kind of vibe to kind of loop on indefinitely, like thumping, repetitious synthetic drums, these quiet, buzzing guitars, the sounds of steam hissing from pipes, dread inducing synth melodies, clanging, banging of steel, all of that, you know, swirling together in a way that's reminiscent of like something like peak Godflesh, like the early days, while still remaining distinctly its own style. Oh, and since uh, I mentioned Tool for a second. There's actually a couple of appearances on here by, uh, both Justin Chancellor and Danny Carey, I Made mean, good use of those connections. Number 13, Ibaraki, Rashomon. So anyone who knows me knows that my overall opinions on Trivium are middle of the road. Matt Heavey's a good vocalist, but the music itself, while decent enough, never really excited me in the way that other modern metal bands did. Well, of course, here in comes Matt with a long, gestating project taking influence not just from the intensity of black metal, but also uh, his family's own uh, Japanese cultural background, creating what is easily my single favorite Matt Heafy-related project to date. The songs are absolutely monstrous, the production giving them this very huge, all-encompassing, suffocating sound through really just big-sounding, rough guitar production, really intense blistering drum performances, and songwriting that manages to capture the sort of dark grandeur of black metal while not sounding like complete and total ass. And of course, Hefe, like I said, good vocalist sounds really great against these instrumentals, whether it's, you know, the intense aggro musical passages or when he's singing cleanly against the more uh, melodic and melancholic sections. Can't forget about, you know, that Eson influence in there all across this album. And remember that there's a banger-ass feature on here from Gerard Way. Uh, Number 12. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, I believe JPEG Mafia was name-dropped earlier because uh, this album has a song that he sampled from. Animals as Leaders, Parhisia. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Still a wonderfully strange moment in hip-hop history. But yeah, it's been <laughs> six goddamn years—far too many, in my personal opinion—since uh, Animals as Leaders dropped *The Madness of Many*, fucking longest gap yet. But yeah, Toast and Abassian company finally decide to swing back in, and you know, flex their prog metal gent-certifieds all over the place. You get plenty of you know the signatures of his sound from those low-end twangy you know guitar thumb slaps distorted chords aggressively syncopated at these very complicated intervals and rhythms, extremely intricate melodic arrangements alongside a lot of equally intricate drumming patterns that swap between, you know, that metal energy and very, you know, lush prog melodies. You have tracks like Red Miso and The Problem of Other Minds that have a lot of, uh, breathing room to let the guitar lead shine, while Microaggressions and Monomyth, and even the album closer Gordian Knot, are the type of bangers that are, you know, absolutely certified to get live crowds going. It's all the things that make Animals' leaders utterly fantastic and what makes their music as strong as it is. Now, hopefully next time you won't have to keep us waiting for like more than half a decade for new material, please. Anyway, just outside of the top 10 at number 11, Monuments, in stasis. I'll admit I never followed Monuments super closely aside from knowing of their existence due to uh, the fact that one of Periphery's former vocalists, Chris Barretto was fronting the band for a good couple of albums though uh it's worth noting he's not on this one he left a while ago and the current vocalist is a guy named andy sezak hope i pronounced that right so this was pretty much my first time checking him out and i ended up listening to it quite a bit it's pretty much a really great execution of like all the things i like about like you know progressive metalcore or the periphery style of gent, whatever you call it with guitars that are big on, like, these intricate syncopated grooves and equally intricate lead compositions, songwriting that balances that kind of, you know, intense progressive metal with a lot of lush, pretty-sounding melodies, along with some, you know, added synth work to complement all those melodies, a lot of really tight, intricate drum work, and Andy's vocals have, like, the right mix of soaring high cleans and more lower-intense shouts. All, you know, supported by really great production, courtesy of, uh, Mick Gordon. By the way, uh, fuck Bethesda, me and all my homies hate Bethesda. Oh, god fucking damn that company. And, uh, worth noting, since I invoked Periphery as a comparison point, Spencer Satello actually has a guest spot on this album that's pretty good, so, yeah, give that a listen. Alright, now for the, uh, top ten. Number ten. Cave In. Heavy Pendulum. The band's previous album, 2019's Final Transmission, was kind of a somber occasion. Well, very somber. It was the final album to feature any musical contributions from uh, band member Caleb Schofield, who passed away in a car accident the year before. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty about the band's future at that point, but the group did decide to you know continue onward and release this new album here which uh, definitely pivots quite a bit from the shoegazy, post-hardcore vibes of Final Transmission. I say a lot of this is due to the newest additions of the band lineup, that being uh, Nate Newton, longtime bassist for Converge. Uh, the band's style on this album, of course, gets noticeably more heavy, leaning a lot into sludgier guitar tones and alternating between like energetic tempos on songs like The Album Opener, New Reality, Floating Skulls, or Amaranthine, and sludgier post-metal, you know, with some grungier aspects in there, like Blood Spiller, Nightmare Eyes, or the title track, it definitely pulls quite a bit more from the core sludge background of its current lineup, which makes sense given that not only is Nate Newton in this band, but also, you know, guitarist-vocalist Steven Brodsky, and both of them played in Old Man Gloom. But it definitely makes for one of the best projects of this particular style to release all year. Plus, of course, it gave us a hilariously corny music video... uh, ...directed by the illustrious Gwarsenio Hall. I cannot love that. Number 9. Cult of Luna. The Long Road North. I realize that the term cinematic can be a bit cliche... ...for describing certain things outside of, you know, actual films. But, as I've heard said elsewhere... If the shoe fits, lace it up and run. Or something like that. And Cult of Luna absolutely embrace, you know, being a very cinematic kind of metal band, as evidenced by the fact that they actually released, like, an interactive sort of visualizer game thing on Steam as a tie-in to this album. My computer is unfortunately not powerful enough to run it. Yet. But yeah, as soon as you hit play... It literally opens with like this gigantic siren sound ushering you into the album, which is about an hour and 10 minutes and nine tracks. It's one that really likes to, you know, let its songs breathe and just kind of like run as long as they have to to like build out their atmosphere and everything. The guitars have these massive walls of sound, combining very bass-heavy, you know, guitar chords with a lot of these very serene melodies, these steady, pounding drums, and vocals that are just constantly, like, you know, bellowing and monstrous. It's very intense, melancholic, and even kind of melodramatic in a lot of respects, and the way songs linger and loop on, you know, certain passages is a key part of building out that very cinematic feel in the music where you just kind of have, like, this sonic space to just sit and reflect on things, like, to the point where you can practically imagine the film scenes that this is all supposed to be, like, soundtracking. It's a really great example of how, like, doom-laden song structures and songwriting can be used to great effect and a testament to the band's, you know, continued excellence. Number eight, Soul Glow, Diaspora Problems. I don't know, holy mother of fuck did my stupid ass sleep on this band for so long. It doesn't show what I know about anything, but, yeah, this is probably some of the most excited that I've been about, like, you know, punk music, especially, like, hardcore punk music in a long-ass time. For the record, this being a band primarily composed of, you know, people of color, it's an album that explodes at you from the moment you hit play on the opening track, Gold Chain Punk, parentheses, Who Gon' Beat My Ass? It's actually called that. Uh, Vocalist Pierce Jordan is one of the best, like, punk singers I've heard in a while. But more like Screamer. Like, they're very frenetic, full force. Like, he hits with not just aggro energy, but just, like, rapid fire, you know, spitting out words as he's, you know, shouting over top a lot of these, like, very hard-hitting guitars and drums. Just pure energy. Like, this man is absolutely ready to fucking square up with everyone and everything at every single time. Just constant, constant top-tier fire bangers, like The things I Carry, Fucked Up If True, Coming Correct Is Cheaper. Hell, the first of those even has, like, some fucking low, deep, like, death metal growls and shit in there. It's just constantly exploding out at you with a lot of these, uh... Even some unique touches here and there. Like, like I said, uh... Pierce's vocals tend to also kind of have, like, rap flows to them, and you have, like, some more... Hip-hop-inspired songs like like Driponomics that honestly sounds like it could straight up be on a Rico Nasty project. This is definitely some of the most exciting shit I've heard happen from, you know, the punk scene in a long time. This shit goes so hard it makes Trash Talk look like funky wimps. Number seven, Rollo Tomasi, Where Myth Becomes Memory. So it's been about, you know, four years since we last heard from this band with the album Time Will Die and Love Will Bury It. But thankfully, they're back with this latest project that picks up where that one left off, delivering a lot of the kind of, you know, very intense, energetic, biting metalcore that you would expect with a lot of, like, you know, the cutting guitars and D-beats of Mutual Ruin, the slow, menacing tempo and suffocating rhythms in the guitar and bass of Labyrinthine, the rapid tempo and tremolos of Prescience. It's all there, but of course, the band does balance it out with a lot of really, like, genuinely lush and pretty keyboards and vocal melodies to you know kind of work against all that. In particular I love stuff like the intricate guitar melodies of to resist forgetting or like the very very pretty melodic bridge present in the you know grooves of the song drip. Just a lot of really you know fantastic uh mathcore alt rock post whatever you want to call it just just good stuff overall. Number six, Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, (laughs) See Your Future. After giving it plenty of thought, I think this might actually be my favorite Denzel Curry album yet. It's certainly the most musically distinct in his catalog so far. It has the most, you know, unique ear for beats that run the gamut from soulful material like Mental or Melt Session Number 1, which I believe also had Robert Glasper, you know, on it as well to some of the more boom-bap-ish stuff like Angels or The Ills, and even quite experimental, like the vocal samples and DJ scratches of Worst Comes to Worst, or the electronic drum and bass of Zatoichi. He definitely reaches for a lot of, you know, really interesting sonic territory here, and of course, lyrically speaking, this is Denzel at his most direct and honest, engaging in a lot of self-examination about, you know, personal trauma, his mental health, his place in the world and society... Well, pretty much dropping any and all pretense of speaking through some kind of snarky, alternate ego or persona, like, was a habit of his on some older releases. Now, from what I've heard, he's probably, like, going away at some point in the near future. I think he said he has, like, two or three more albums before he retires. But if they're as good as this one, then hell yeah, bring it on. I think he would have more than earned it. It would be a good note to go out on.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: All right, now we are in the top five. So, number five, Editors, EBM. I think of all the albums I heard this year, this is the biggest surprise. The one that came the most out of left field as far as my musical expectations. Some fucking, like, post-punk alt-rock band I never even really knew existed before now that I only paid attention to because, you know, fucking Blank Mass had joined the band full-time, and yet, I'll be damned, there's something really, really special about this album when you go to listen to it. With, of course, as I said, the addition of uh, Blank Mass to the lineup is uh the secret sauce that definitely gives it its special flavor. His really unique ear for, you know, uh electronic beats driven by, like, glitchy synths, fragmented, choppy vocal samples all that kind of jazz, it brings a really unique vibe to the group's particular post-punk sound, giving them this really kind of, like, amped-up, dancey energy that not only is really unique as far as their overall catalog, but definitely makes it, like, stand out amidst the myriad of other post-punk albums and bands that we've been seeing in recent years, you know, definitely compared to stuff like Ice Age or uh, Fontaine's DC, like, that kind of post-punk. Picturesque was the biggest earworm for me when the album actually dropped, the one that I just looped on repeat, because it's ridiculously catchy. While other songs like the album opener Heart Attack and especially Strawberry Lemonade showcase more of that really great ear for uh, synth work, while delivering just really catchy, you know, bouncy, post-punk jams, especially that intro track with a lot of its like tight bass and drum grooves. They really get the most out of, like, this particular synergy of his droning, glitchy electronic and their post-punk sound, and I really hope he gets to stick around for more albums, because, hell yeah, I'm here for it. Number four, The Weeknd, Dawn FM. Mm-hmm. So now we have officially confirmed that all three of us have Kendrick, The Weeknd, and Denzel on our lists. And, like, fucking able got to me. He was already in our positive graces with the pretty damn good after hours, which is definitely, I think, as far as pure pop song writing, that's him at his tightest. But as we've mentioned, this is where we hear him go into more experimental, strange territory with the whole, you know, one or point never con- uh, production and the weird framing narrative of this being like this metaphysical radio station guiding you into the out into the afterlife. Certainly out there for an artist with as big of a platform as The Weeknd, but because of how rock solid the songwriting is, it comes together pretty well, I think. The beats are super catchy and sound really larger than life. Like, as Fantano put it at one point, these really like movie trailer sized instrumentals. The song structuring really knows how to make its choruses land in a huge and satisfying way, like How Do I Make You Love Me with its quiet verses building into that synth heavy chorus the fluttering synths and guitar buildups and Take My Breath, the funky synth rhythms of Sacrifice, all of that, you know, in the front end, giving it the kind of pop flair you'd want. And of course, as the album goes on, the more, you know, surreal aspects of the concept work their way in a bit more. You know, more distinctly, one-oh-tricks sounding beats, like Is There Someone Else, for example, and a lot of that uh, Jim Carrey narration All of it serving as the perfect backdrop to, you know, Abel... His lyrical persona, you know, that whole, uh, you know, toxic lover thing is still going on here. But something about the way it's presented here definitely, I think, makes it work the strongest here. Like, you're listening to the aftermath of this guy whose entire thing was, oh, I'm kind of like a shithead toxic lover. And, I don't know, it just kind of makes sense with this conceit, I think. Number three... Lorna Shore, Pain Remains. Now, I'll admit, a lot of the time, I personally don't see eye-to-eye that much with the broader online metal community on whatever the big hype band or album of any given year tends to be. Like, obviously, I never gave a shit about Ghost. I still never understood the hype surrounding Code Orange. So hearing all the (laughs) uh, hoopla and build-up surrounding uh, Lorna Shore following the addition of new vocalist Will Ramos... I was a bit skeptical. I mean, I actually heard, like, their first couple of albums uh, back when they were new during, you know, my early college years, and they never really stuck with me all that much. And then their newer material started coming out when I actually went to listen to them. Like, all right, God damn it, you kind of got me with this. It's pretty damn good. Then that EP came out earlier, which slapped. And now we have this new full-length album, which uh, easily goes harder than anything else in their discography, or even most of the deathcore genre, now, I will say up front, this, I'm not sure if this is the greatest deathcore of all time, like, like, what I'm thinking of is something like, say, Whitechapel, which is, you know, a band that still has their deathcore intensity, but have expanded their style over the years to have a lot of melodic, you know, emotional nuance, so to speak, Pain Remains is not going for that at all, Instead, what it is, is an album that is perfectly content to repeatedly smack you in the face with a lot of extremely over-the-top, almost kind of to the point of a little silly at times, but good silly, like melodic death metal for each and every second, from front to back, it's non-stop, really evil-sounding riffs, soaring guitar melodies, absolutely monstrous gnarly vocals that bellow and screech like a horde of demons from the underworld, rapid-fire kicks and blast beats, corny-ass choir vocals, all melded together into a super-exaggerated but wildly entertaining musical ride. Like, like this is the audio equivalent of, like, I don't know, the last dab from Hot Ones. (laughs) Like, you know, good... That metaphor made sense to me. Like, like, just go with it. Number two. Pup. The unraveling of Pup the Band. And this is the only one where I'm gonna have a bit of, like, a personal preamble. Now, uh, as Alex himself said, the last few months were kind of like a bad burnout period for him. I was kind of going through a similar thing as well more earlier in the year. Like... I'm thinking of how the first third or so of this year was like, it was the last stretch of my college education, I was in my last classes kind of stressing out about stuff like that, and then I got dumped in March, only about a month to go, and it was just kind of like a lot of shit to just kind of psychologically juggle and deal with at once, and then Pup dropped their latest album at the beginning of April. And something about the state of mind I was in at the time just kind of made me, like, gravitate aggressively to it. Granted, the songs here aren't really all that much of a one-to-one as far as, like, the experiences I was going through. But I couldn't help but listen to, like, the usual aggressively tongue-in-cheek sarcasm present in the vocals and lyrics of Stephen Babcock and think, Man, that's a fucking mood. I'll drink to that. Of course, instrumentally, the band here absolutely kills it with their uh, distorted, you know, melodically off-kilter guitar riffs, thumping drums and stuff that you get in a lot of the energetic tunes like, totally fine, air quotes, uh, grim reaping, and even the more hardcore-sounding verses of the song, waiting. You get pockets of that more melodic indie side of the band with songs like Matilda about attempting to describe the kind of attachment and importance that we ascribe to, like, inanimate objects... Or the single, Robot Writes a Love Song, a signature piece of pup sarcasm, that's exactly what it sounds like. Of course, whether it's a lighter tune or a more energetic one, the choruses always kind of explode with these kind of ironically triumphant like group vocals, like trying to find a sense of joy in one's permanent sense of bitter resentment at the world. But if I had to pick one track that I think clicked for me above all others, it would be fittingly titled relentless which is a song about constantly trying to outrun this kind of persistent sense of dread that chases many of us in the darkest of our times as the chorus so fittingly puts it fuck all the dread it's endless you can't kill it like you wanted and when you try to get ahead you're relentless you can never admit how badly you want it and that was the point when i realized like yeah this album is just kind of where I'm sinking into for an extended period of time. (sighs) But anyway, that's enough about, you know, personal shit on my end. Let's actually go to uh, the last album on this list. Now, I'll admit the ordering for like most of these could be variable in a sense. This is just the order I felt most comfortable at the moment. But no matter what the order is, I'm still reasonably certain about what my number one would be so number one favorite album of 2022 zeal and ardor self-titled three albums in three albums into this man's career and this man well gang motherfucker i hope i'm saying the name right absolutely has not missed a single goddamn time so far He's got his own distinct niche in the metal community, and he absolutely knows how to write it for all his worth, you know. Uh that particular distinct mix of, you know, African slave spirituals and gnarly ass intense black metal out in full force. Every bit as fire and intense as the previous two albums that made him one of like the, you know, names to watch in the current metal scene established firmly as soon as you hit play on the first proper track of the album Run which has a lot of these menacing driving tom runs in the verses equally menacing synthetic vocal chants backing Manuel's mix of uh you know bluesy belting and absolutely distorted you know gruff aggressive screaming it is indeed a song that makes you want to fucking run from whatever it is that's telling you to run Uh, An absolute banger, of which there are, of course, many on here, like the song I Caught You, which constantly switches between, like, you know, a lot of steady and rapid-fire tempos. Like, it's pretty consistently one set of riffs and rhythms. It's just constantly back and forth between steady and super hard and fast. Songs like Immersion, which uh, shows a lot of Death Heaven influence and honestly kind of kicks the ass out of every single thing in the Death Heaven catalog tracks like uh death to the holy and feed the machine which lean harder into that you know slave spiritual blues influence with a lot of uh stomp clap percussion uh strings and pianos as a kind of contrast to a lot of that very aggressive metal on display and of course the usual effortless vocal swapping between metal growls to a lot of really great soulful belting performances and arrangements Seriously, Manuel is very easily, like, one of the best vocalists, not just in metal, but I think just, like, in all of music currently going. The guy really is a talented singer and, you know, screamer and all. Tracks like Golden Liar and "Bow" managed to lean quite a bit into the blues, a bit more into the blues while still letting the songs have more of an edge to the songwriting and vocal performances. Crafting an album that is as soulful as it is, utterly dread-inducing and menacing again three for three this dude is still killing it if you're still sleeping on his music then what the hell are you even doing with your life and there you go there is my list that pretty much wraps up all of our business here for uh this year-end recounting of things and stuff one of these days i'm gonna have a better segues to intro and outro but yeah that pretty much is everything of course uh we'll have playlists linked somewhere in the description here for uh you to check out all the albums we uh recommend and stuff i assume like i imagine mark's article probably already has like a playlist and stuff so be sure to check that out as well if you want to see that in written form uh be sure to you know all the places to find us we're still on Twitter for now? Yeah. I don't know, we're we're still waiting on a, whatever the inevitable uh, implosion of this website is, I guess. You know, he says he's gonna step down as CEO, but that fucker lies about
2: everything. Yeah, that's why I was skeptical about that.
1: Yeah. It's like, you for real or you bullshitting? Let the stock sink lower. As low as it can go. It's like a game of Limbo. How low can it go? How much money can be lost?
0: Yeah, and as we all know, Elon knows a thing or two about sinks, doesn't he? <laughs> My Just gosh. keep
1: posting through it. It's working out so well.
0: Yeah, so uh, for now, you can still find us on Twitter at SurrealRezzo. You can like us on Facebook, visit the website, surrealresolution.com, jump into our Discord. That I would recommend that as, like, you know, the best place to keep up with our uh, content and stuff for now. So, yeah. yeah, we'll, of course, be back at some point in the new year with the, the usual weekly business again. So, uh, until next time, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. A Festivus for the rest of us. Happy Boxing Day. I... You know, one of these days I'm gonna have to keep track of how many fucking holidays there actually are at the end of the... And why do they all cluster around the end of the year? I I need to talk to the, the, like, the manager of holidays and ask for better holiday distribution through the years.
1: Merry fucking Christmas. Go watch Die Hard tonight.
0: ...or gremlins. Now we
2: hibernate.